For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, how's it going, guys? This is Zuby, of course, host of the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. And I wanted to drop a quick message here with a very quick and simple but important request. And this is that if you are someone who has been listening to this podcast for a long time, I would strongly encourage you to please support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Zuby Music. I'm looking to expand the podcast this year. I'm also going to be working on a lot of new music this year, releasing new singles and a brand new album. And if you're someone who enjoys and appreciates my work as an independent artist, I would massively appreciate if you could support me financially on Patreon. Now, by doing so, you're going to also get access to the Team Zuby community as well as other perks. We have a private chat group on Discord, so if you want to stay away from Twitter and all the wildness and craziness of social media and just be talking to like-minded people, including myself, then you can join that. You can become a supporter from as little as $2 a month, and you can join the Discord for just $5 plus a month. Please check it out. That's patreon.com forward slash Zuby Music, Z-U-B-Y Music. Would love to have you on board, and it'll really help me to grow. Thank you. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand, stunt me destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam, put some respect on my name. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Now, today's special guest is Sal. She is the CEO and founder of a company called Giggle, which she is going to tell you all about. Uh, she's had some uh, issues dealing with uh, some crazy people out there, but we're going to get into that. And Giggle is unique because this is actually a social media app, which is specifically for females. So, Sal, how are you doing? I'm really good. Very tired, as all people running new companies are, but good. Awesome. So I've done a brief intro right there, but why don't you tell the people a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Okay. So I am the founder and CEO of Giggle, which is a social networking and social media app for females, which is something we have to be 
specific about these days. I would much prefer to be able to say just for women, um, but that's not clear enough. It's a place where females can connect to find freelance work, roommates, um, connect for activism, emotional support, and we're just currently rolling out our um, new People Talk social media feed. So it's like a feed forum platform just for females to be able to talk freely without the misogynistic abuse that we often experience literally everywhere else. Wow. Sort of what okay. I've been for such a long time, like, what would we do? What would we get done if we didn't get interrupted with misogynist, misogynistic abuse at the time? And well, hopefully we're about to find out. Okay. Well, the, the whole term misogynistic abuse, I feel, is mm -hmm. sort of being abused quite a lot these days. So I'm kind of curious mm -hmm. to know more specifically what that means. But before that, why did you want to create a social media app specifically for women or females? Tell, tell us a little bit about the story behind that. So I, um, when I was 24, I got on a plane and moved to Hollywood wanting to be a screenwriter. And I actually got into the industry relatively quickly, like within a year. I just sat there and wrote screenplays. Really luckily, actually I wrote a book um, with another writer, which got optioned to be in television. So we sort of like, I got into the industry, got signed to one of the biggest talent agencies in the world. Like it all sort of happened very quickly. And I was like, wow, like this is amazingly easy. Hollywood's magical. Um, once I was in the industry, everything changed. Um, I became like, I, when I, especially when I became um, like a lone writer, I had a writing partner for a little while, but when it was just me, suddenly I was in rooms with all of these guys, these executives and producers and whatnot, and everything just changed. And one of the things was, is that I wrote, I wrote romantic comedies, which doesn't sound like that exciting or sexy at all, but I very much wrote about like sort of strong, very like sort of sexually liberated women who were very like opinionated and a little bit um, modern, let's just call them modern. And so, you know, when you're in general meetings with these people, you've got to always sort of you know, I would always call it the sale show, like justify why you can write this next script or why like your voice is right for something like this. And I would have so many people all the time being like, well, sex is your brand. And I was like, well, no, I just wrote one movie where like that's kind of something that they do in it. But no, no like strong women is my brand. But it was just sort of getting increasingly impossible to, to convince them of that. Mm. And so because they would sort of sexualize everything that I would talk about, I feel like it gave them a like sort of the green green light of this sort of justification to start really doing a lot of sexual harassment and assault and things like that. Mm -hmm. I had one guy at a major studio literally like put his hand down my pants, like sort of the grab them by the in real yeah, time. Like it's actually happened. To, yeah, it's actually mm -hmm. hateful. It's actually happened to me. And I'm like, it was just like so bizarre. And then I would like tell people who was in charge of my career. And it was like, oh, well, just go and write a really great script and show them how awesome you are. And I was like, but I never want to be a room alone with this man ever again. And so I wouldn't write the script. And then I'm the unprofessional one. So it really affected my career. And then I was just getting to a point where I was like, I mean, I was having a nervous breakdown. I, I couldn't really see straight. I couldn't write. I, like I could formulate everything in my head. But the moment I tried to write it, it would just, I'd go blank. Like I've since learned from therapy that that was just like my brain kind of in a survival mood because writing when I'd go into these rooms. But it was also my livelihood. So I was like panicking. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go broke. 
And so when I eventually came back to Australia, it was supposed to just be for a little holiday. Um, my mom and I were talking and she just said, like, we, let's do something to sort of make sure women have a really easily accessible support network. Mm-hmm. And so that we knew nothing about creating an app or anything of this world. We thought it'd be easy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. If only we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's where it came from. It was just like, to, so all women could have a, a female network sort of in the palm of their hand at all times, if necessary. Because when I started therapy for all of what I had been through, my therapist said to me that you need to learn to connect with people again, and especially with women. And it was right because they say a place like Hollywood, and I find a lot of cities are like this. They, they are very isolated. Mm-hmm. And while there is nothing, you know, most of in this COVID that we're living in at the moment, there's nothing that replaces interaction with human beings, but the next best thing is being able to talk to people online. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that's where it came from. Really, like, really good, like, good intention. Non, sure. like, an political place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, just, just out of out of curiosity, when was it that you came back to Australia after this experience in Hollywood? So I came back here in August nine. Uh, August 2019. So okay. I arrived. I arrived there in August 2009. Okay. So yeah, and then I. But I'd been in Hollywood for until 2016, 17, mm-hmm. and then I went to New York because I one morning I sort of just was like, I can't, I can't be here anymore. I yeah. knew I couldn't get myself out of it, so I mm-hmm. went to New York because I thought, well, there's still industry there. I'm not giving up on the dream because I refused to give up. Until I had no choice. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll go to New York. And in so that was awesome. That was actually really fun. But I still like, it was all just mentally and emotionally. I was just so broken. I was terrified to be around people. And, you know, just it affects everything. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that you you went through that. I think it's an all too familiar story. Um, for, I mean, I, you know, I'm in the world of music. And for mm-hmm. over 15 years, literally from my teenage years, I've always known... Hollywood and music, like the mainstream music industry, like these worlds are shady. They are really, really shady. I say that like I'm I'm a guy, but like, you know, there's not normally smoke without a fire, right? You certain certain stories would come out, oh, the, or this person gets caught doing something or this or that. But I'm like, man, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I've I've spoken yes. to so many people. I've spoken to other women who have stories like this mm-hmm. and for a long time, you know, the whole thing was sort of people called it a conspiracy theory, right? Oh, all these things people say about Hollywood or the entertainment and everything's a conspiracy theory, right? Until it's real and it's obvious. And then a couple of years ago, there was the whole Me Too thing, which, you know, sort of popped up and perhaps overcorrected and started sort of taking out mm-hmm. <laughs> t- taking out and harming guys who hadn't actually like done anything wrong. And it went way beyond the scope it was supposed to. But at least it did highlight some of the problems. So at least people are like, okay, we can see that there's an issue here. I just think it it really sort of lost its focus and its targeting. And it just became this sort of like whack-a-mole game. I don't know what you think about that. A few things. Because like, for example, so, okay, there were sometimes like in the real, like when we were sort of in the eye of the storm of me too, there were a few occasions where I was like, no, that's not what we're talking about. For example, I wrote an article in defense of, Aziz and Zari. I didn't think that that was a Me Too situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the same way that like a Harvey Weinstein thing was. Sure. Um, so like, yeah, there's definitely the need to separate sexual harassment, sexual assault with yes. just a bad date yeah. or things like that. Um, but sometimes like I do get annoyed with when they, you know, a lot of people say like there was like, you know, so much of the me too and everything. I'm one, I'm one. And I know like every girl I know, I've never ever outed any of the guys. I've never, I've never gone after them. I've, they've none of them have been punished by me. I can just I ask, I can, can I, can I jump in here? Why? Because I don't want to be, be associated with them. Because you don't want to be associated with the men you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because if I was to do it now, some of them, you know, like some of them are names, you know, some of them are not, um, but like they're well-known people. If I was to out them, hmm. I, my name's going to be associated with them. I don't want it. But but doesn't isn't that what allows and has allowed this to go on for so many decades? Because I, I've spoken, I, I funnily enough, I, you know, I spoke to um, another woman I know who's who's a musician, and she said something kind of similar. And I was like, I get that on one hand, but also isn't that how legitimate predators? they get away with this stuff because no one, they sort of instill this chill and then no one wants to, you know, they'll say, oh, this and this happened, but they'll say, but I, oh, I can't say, I can't say the okay. name. And then you're yeah. kind of like, well, if this person's legitimately a criminal, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> like an actual criminal who is assaulting, raping, assault, like, you know, harassing people, yeah. then if no one knows who they are, like nothing, no justice can ever really be done. And then they're free to, continue to do the same thing to more and more young women. No justice would be done. Absolutely no justice would be done. I'm years away from it now. Mm. Um, even at the time, I remember there was one specific occasion when the next morning when I when I told some friends what had happened because I was very, very shaken up by it. And there was mm. like the police and I'm like, I, I have nothing. It would be my word against his. And I was yeah. like, I, have, I don't even have money. I have nothing to be able to help me in this situation. Mm. Um, and so even now, I mean, the most I could say is... Like, if you're watching, I'm not afraid to say your name if that's what it ever came to. But yeah. um, the closest I did, there was one um, guy who's a producer who was a producer in a movie that I just thought, like, considering how hard it is to get movies made about women mm -hmm. and that he was a producer on it, I was like, really? And it bothered me so much. So I did send it, I did send a little bit of a warning shot too to that, to just be like, this is who you're actually dealing with and yeah. not a nice person. But otherwise, um, no. My thing has been more of moving forward, channeling it all into something positive mm -hmm. rather than sitting there and dwelling. Because I was very angry at first. Like when I held it, I stayed in that toxic situation for such a long time because I refused to give up on what I wanted to do, my dream, what I wanted to do in my life. Yeah. I was and then, so when I got to the point, I just couldn't write. And it was just, I mean, I was just wasting my life at that point. I could hardly get out of bed. I was so angry that I had to give up what I wanted to do because of these people. Until yeah. through therapy and then getting the idea for Giggle and starting to work on it, I realized that, you know, I was writing these movies about strong, independent women. And I was fighting this stupid fight every single mm -hmm. day just to try and get movies made, which, yep. you know, like I said, one of the things I used to think about all the time, I'm like, this is just movies. Like mm -hmm, we're not mm -hmm. curing anything here. Like we're at best entertaining the people who are doing great stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so 
when I when I realized that doing something like Giggle where I could just work with real women every day and create something that was actually useful, mm-hmm. my anger went away. I was like, okay, I can make sense of these experiences that I had. I wish I didn't have them, but I can use them to do something better for the future. So that was, so I'm at peace with it now. Mm. Um, But that said, I still can't really write anything. I can do emails pretty well, but that's about it. Um, And I will never, ever like live in Hollywood or write for money ever again. Yeah, that's, that's wild. And it's, it, it also, you know, there's a lot of things that I find frustrating about, a lot of that on on a lot of levels and one of them is the fact that this is going to you know i feel like look it's a very 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 tiny 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 percentage and number of guys who do stuff like this 100%. right like right like it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a microscopic um it's a microscopic number and it's like yeah but, i have i have so many guy friends i have so many course, amazing yeah. friends in life like this is one mm. of the things um, where it's, you know, it's like obviously not all men, but it's just the, in terms of abuse, it's mainly men who do yeah, it. Yeah. And if, I suppose what there is part of it where, like, and I talk about this quite frequently, that we have gone from Me Too to vagina owners or whatever the hell we're calling women. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll get into that, don't worry. <laughs> we, we will get into that, Yeah. yeah. So and then and then having to you know constantly always be like not all men. It's like yeah. I think we I think that there's something that we do have to make like say all, all women are saying this very very clearly. When we're talking about this, we are never saying all men. We 100% know we know exactly who our protectors are. Yeah. And who are. Sometimes they're a bit iffy on. You know, who's, <laughs> yeah. No, it, I just think I just think it's crazy that you know these guys who do this are basically allowed to continue with this impunity and largely because again in the world of music and hollywood and all that right it draws dreamers it draws people who you know you've said multiple times this was my dream this was my dream mm-hmm. same thing happens in the music industry this is the dream and if someone is in a position of power then they can easily 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 take advantage of that and because that's oh, the power dynamic those often young women do not want to speak out because they're worried about their career or they're worried about this. But at the same time, I'm always like, yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, by not doing so, you're allowing that cycle to continue. Right. And then, and, and then it even validates that, that guy's power of going, okay, well, nothing, ain't nothing going to happen to me. Like I can, I can keep doing this. Literally. I remember one time I'd had like, this is with a director I had, he has spent this entire meeting groping me like it was Good not guy. in an odd situation he was so gross and I called my manager after the meeting and told him what happened and I said can I go to the producers and tell them this because this is just really inappropriate and really gross yeah and he went do you want your movie made that's so messed up though I mean yeah. I don't I don't know I, I think I think people just need to draw. I don't know. Maybe it's the way I'm wired. Like I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a woman. I'm not anybody else. I'm just me, and yeah. I draw such hard lines in the sand on certain things. You know. So I'm one of those people where, if something violates like a strong principle I have, then I'm just like, like I don't. I don't care about the. I always get people like, man, even on even just on social media, people are like, oh my yeah. gosh, aren't you worried about getting canceled or this? I'm like, dude, I fear God. 
period. I fear no man. I fear no human being. Like I, I want right? like, if I, to, if I want to talk, I will, I will talk. I will say what is truth, what is truthful. I will share my opinion, whatever. If they want to try to do this or try to do that or try to do that, then, you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, actually in, in music, like, I mean, I started in music 15 years ago. And one of the reasons I always chose to stay independent is so that that power dynamic never can exist. Yeah. No one, no one can be above me telling me, you know, if I were with a record label, they'd be telling me to delete five tweets a day. And I'd be like, <laughs> right. <laughs> they'd be, every single day, they'd be ringing me being like, dude, like you can't do that. So, but um, let, let, let's move on a little bit to, let's move on a little bit more towards what you're doing now with, with Giggle. So tell us a little bit about uh, creating the app and what it's really about. Okay. Yeah. So now like, you know, so I went, I, I, had all of my experiences of getting abused. So I decided to create create an app. Now I get abused for creating the app. Abused in a different oh, way. I just, want to give you, I just want to give you a hug, Sal. I just want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But um, yeah, so we basically, I was very, very lucky. So I, I'll never forget the conversation when my mom and I first said, we're going to create an app. And we were literally sitting in her kitchen having a glass of wine, although we're, we're on like the seventh glass of wine at this point. And my mom said to my dad, we're going to create an app. And he was like, yeah, okay. But he, when we started talking about the idea, he actually did take it seriously. And he woke up at four o'clock every morning to sort of research. He's a big researcher and perfectionist and all of that. And he learned about the industry, started teaching me stuff and said, okay, we need to create a working prototype. So we spent six months. I would draw pictures of it. I actually have it here like my little stick figures that I would draw that then we would put into this program that to create the demo that he had taught himself. And then we were able to go to investors and we were able to go to developers and do that. And then it was, um, we sort of had plans of how we were going to launch Google like at the beginning of last year, but we had it just on the app store and Google play. And that's when it was discovered by the trans rights activists of Twitter and Reddit. And so it just sort of, it got discovered by them and suddenly we were being called transphobic and I had no idea of anything oh, that was man. Oh, wow. Well, we, we should, we should have, we should have spoken years ago. I could have warned you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the most, that's the most aggressive. That's the most aggressive so-called activist mob on, on planet earth. Those are not nice people. They're not, they're not nice people. <laughs> Those are not nice people. Um, no. they're, like, I always say, like, I think, you know, obviously at the very beginning when it was like the rights for trans people obviously came from a very, very good place and much needed place. Like you shouldn't be fired for being trans and, you know, or like denied housing or anything. These are all like basic human things that we e all Everybody have. agrees on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, and even like last year when I was educating myself, I was like so polite and, and wanted to be so respectful I am now at the point where I'm like, oh my God. I'm <laughs> going around of like the people who like, you know, it's like um, the people who have just like starting to learn about gender ideology and they all look fantastic. And then you've got mm. the people who've been in it for like six months and we just look like zombies who are like clawing our hair out because it is just absolutely so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yes. When we were developing Giggle, me being completely unaware of what was actually happening, I actually fought for trans women to be welcome on Giggle. I I did not have the support of everybody else in the team. Okay. But I was like, at the time I was like, no, it's 2019. Um, 
you know, and I was thinking very much of the people, you know, like the basically the amazing transsexual women who are on the side of all of the us women mm-hmm. who are fighting for this. And I just I've met so many amazing transsexual women and they prefer to be called transsexual and they've all asked me to do that. Okay. And but like the sort of irony of it all is they don't want to be in our spaces. They mm-hmm. they're totally fine. They know exactly who they are. They are so honest and upfront about their journey, how they got there, who they are, everything that's happened to them. And we have this great alliance and we help each other out. These trans people have been completely ignored by the activists and everything. So, which just it blows my mind and it makes yeah. me so very angry. But so, yeah, when I started like learning, it took not very long. I'm talking minutes to see what was happening because I, I saw that, you know, women who are trying to stop female genital mutilation were getting called TERFs because mm-hmm. they used to the word female and, you know, vaginas aren't inherently female and just madness. Yes, yes. And so I just, now I just, you know, you sort of, I've just educated myself and I'm very lucky that with the work that I do, I can basically just have stuff like podcasts or documentaries playing all day. And then I read as much as I can that, yeah, I've become like a prisoner of what I know now. I'm like, yeah. I can't see it. I, yeah, I no. Well, once, once, once you've, once you've experienced yeah, no, I was saying that, yeah, once you've, once you've experienced that flavor of mob in particular, you realize that um, it's not coming from a, it's not coming from a good place. These people are yeah. not. And as with a lot of activists, they don't represent the people they claim to. 100%. Right. They don't, so there's a gigantic difference between, I don't know what, I don't even like all these like acronyms, you know, TRAs, you know, trans rights activists who are claiming that they are on the side of, you know, trans people or whatever, just like you'll have, you know, that you get activists like this in, in everything, right? You know, there are people who claim to be feminist activists, but they're not remotely representative of women. There's people who claim to be, you know, black activists or BLM mm-hmm. activists. And what they're pushing yeah. for is not supported by the majority of people they claim to represent, etc. And it gets a little bit wild. So t- tell me a little bit about your your experience with that? What actually happened? Okay. Well, so, oh gosh. So I, in February last year was the first one I ever had. And I was just, you know, I've been called transphobic and Jeff and I was just like, I'm not transphobic. Like, I was so mortified. I was heartbroken. And then I actually sort of went on to Reddit and Twitter and I started like tried to find like where a lot of this was coming from. And that's where I stumbled across like some sort of radical feminists, gender critical feminists. And I was talking to trans rights activists and both groups told me to go and educate myself. So I was like, okay. Fair <laughs> <laughs> and that old then one. realized that actually the radical feminists are, are really, really right in what they're saying here. Um, like, especially like I've, the women I've talked to since, I think we all owe a really big collective drink to so many lesbians who are like 10 years into this because they were, the, they were sounding the first alarm mm-hmm. and no one was listening um and so we owe a lot of gratitude because they've sort of experienced more abuse than any of us have in this particular issue yeah Um, and then it's kind of funny it's kind of funny that um the two the two shall we say groups that really saw this coming down the pipeline over the past decade were like conservatives right like straight up conservatives and then like ironically like the more sort of i guess radical feminists is, i guess that's what they call themselves so yeah it, it's it's kind of funny that there there was that that's 
it sort of led to this weird, almost like alliance of people who are just like, wait, no, like a man is a man. <laughs> A woman is a woman, and then like the oh, sort of liberal slash progressives have kind of run. They're just running madly off this cliff where oh, biology know. and reality just don't matter anymore. In this fight, you find yourself with some strange bedfellows of people where you're like, <laughs> you have a partner in anything else. Like, but it's like you know what? Like, so you agree? You acknowledge biological reality and free speech, two really fundamental components of a civilized society. Okay. Have all the other opinions you want. I don't care if I disagree with you on other things. If you, if we can agree on these two really great things, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's lots of people that I'm like, oh, I, I would never have like <laughs> enjoyed your company, but like now I do. Um, and then, so my thing now with the journey of it is, I don't, I very rarely engage sort of the everyday Twitter trolls or whatever, because especially when I see like a lot of them, they are really young people. Mm. I actually think a lot of them, then they're brainwashed. They, they're under this sort of spell and they have been they have been fed absolute lies. I want to help them. I don't have hate towards those people, mm. even when they send me horrible stuff. The people that I really dislike are the ones who are in charge of all of this. Mm. And that includes a lot of journalists, especially in England, who are peddling this crap yep. um, and different organizations. Um, they're ushering it in here into Australia now. And I, I've been saying this lately. I'm like, I'm like Australians cannot ever claim ignorance it's like so the people in england at the beginning who were like oh no definitely everything we all mean well we're going to be on the right side of history totally coming from the right place australia just cannot ignore half a decade of chaos and be like oh we do here why, why australia specifically because i've seen this coming down the pipeline i've seen this coming down the pipeline for a decade so i uh, and i'm here yes. in the uk so i'm wondering if the australia is different in some regard Oh yeah, it's only really just starting. They're so skillfully getting laws in, and no one, no one will talk about it. Um, okay. And you sound like a crazy person when you start telling people about it. Like I do feel like I should be wearing like a little tinfoil hat when I'm going and telling everybody, saying like they want to call you a vagina owner and mm-hmm. say that biology is mm-hmm. real. And everyone's going, that is impossible. And I'm like, <laughs> it's not. I swear, like they, they want to. They're playing sport. They're like the. In England yeah. now, it's not breastfeeding; it's chest feeding. I'm like, this is real. <laughs> and yep. you do you feel absolutely insane? And I think that that's part of the design of it because people you just know, go like, you "Can't be serious." Yeah, it, it's the ability to. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? I've, what I've learned very much so in, in many many things, especially over the last few years, is that I think most people. I don't even like saying this, but I, I don't think most people really practice what I call second order or third order, let alone fourth order thinking, right? They they only mm. think about stage one, right? They're not thinking about the impact of this. So for ages, like ages ago, back in, I don't know, I remember in 2015 or 2014 or 2015, after you know seeing some of this ideology stuff of people just being able to identify as whatever they want. And I was telling people, you're going to get men just identifying as women and they're going to start beating women in sports and they're going to start going into their prisons and they're going to start doing this. And people like Zuby, come on, man, like just, you know, kind of kind of get same thing they're doing now with this. My reaction to this whole lockdowns and stuff, you know, just get with the program. Why can't you just get with the program? And I'm like, you are not seeing what the second and third and fourth order effects of this are going to be. If you make it as simple that. I can be here with my beard and my penis and my testicles and I can just tell people that I'm a woman 
And now I that has to be accepted by society. And then, you know, four years later, I am now the British women's deadlift record holder. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, could you not see that this was an obvious consequence? You know, how did you not see this? Did you see the article today from the AV Club saying like, basically, I can't remember the exact headline, but it's essentially um, like Buffalo Bill got a really hard time in Silence of the Lambs and we really need to recontextualize this because of- Oh, the thing on cannibalism. Was it? Um, oh, so I think something different. Article, that's the Cosmo article. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep up. <laughs> One other issue. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> that made me stop dating for the rest of my life. I'm like, okay. I would happily die alone than be eaten by Army Hammer. No. <laughs> the, this one was the AV Club today, and it's just basically, and there's also in England going to be a play called Clarice, but it's told from the perspective of Buffalo Bill or something, because basically Buffalo Bill has had a really, basically has a really bad reputation and gives a bad reputation to trans people because Buffalo Bill, even though Hannibal Lecter said he's not a transsexual, Anyway, so I was like thinking this today. I'm like, hang on, there are these articles and this this art that are coming out being like, we have to be really sympathetic to serial killers if they wear women's clothes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not looking forward to the convergence of sympathetic to serial killers who wear women's clothes. And if a man wears a dress, he's a woman and can go into a woman's space. There is no happy ending there. Mm-hmm. None. Do you know do you know the do you know the thing I find I I guess, ironically hilarious about a lot of this is that to me, and again, I've been saying this for years because, you know, the more sort of like liberal feminist types, the the types who really, really don't tend to like me, you know, they (laughs) want to talk, you know, patriarchy, patriarchy, patriarchy. And I'm like, this is the freaking patriarchy. I'm like, this is the... (laughs) I'm like, this is the actual patriarchy. The patriarchy is me with my beard being able to go, I'm a woman, right? And I go... (laughs) And I can, I can just run into the changing rooms, go into the showers, compete in sports or whatever. And anyone who says anything about it, I just label them a transphobe or even a misogynist or some kind of bigot or some kind of hateful whatever. And I just totally get away with it scot-free. I'm like, okay, that's actual. I'm like, that is the actual misogyny there. Does anyone on this planet think that I can walk into a meeting and say, hey, fellas, I'm a guy, he, him. Treat me how you would treat a guy. Not a well, single you, you, man on the planet is doing that. I have wondered. <laughs> I changed my pronouns on if I actually put pronouns in my bio on Twitter. But if I made them he him, would I be treated differently? Um, of course not. More people would think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> people would be like, "Oh gosh, it's another, it's another one of those pronouns in the bio." People, and this one's even more confusing. <laughs> Well, I'm like, if you're going to force me to put bios in my uh, pronouns in my bio, well, cool. I'm, they're going to be he, him, and I'm going to demand to be treated like a man. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. Yeah. It's not, but I, it's not going to happen. This is not about women's rights or even mm-hmm. trans men's rights. No, it's not. It's a, it's a big power play. It's a massive game. And it's, yeah. a, it's a form of bullying. That's what it is. I, I, t- I say, I think I tweeted this yesterday. I said, you know, bullies these days pretend to be doing it for the good of society. And I was yes. talking about a lot of things there. I wasn't just talking about one thing. I was talking about a lot of things, right? If you, When I yeah. was growing up, like bullies were just bullies, right? They just did it to be mean and to be unkind yeah. and whatever. Whereas now people are really bullying each other in different ways and trying to control each other and whatever. But 
they're doing it under this guise of this is for the good of society. Like I'm I'm a great person because I'm doing this. And it's like, no, it's the same hostility. It's the same venom. It's the same bullying. It's the same cruelty. But you're just hiding it by throwing a couple things in your bio that make you look like a good person or by mm-hmm. claiming you're doing it on behalf of this oppressed group or this uh, minority or whatever. But you can see that it's fake because as soon as, you know, these same people, they'll be there talking about, oh, well, you know, you you just don't like a strong, independent woman or, you know, we need to uplift black voices. And then as soon as a woman who's actually strong and independent minded disagrees with them, woo, the misogyny is coming out. As soon as a black person disagrees with them, woo, the racism comes out, you know, and I, I I've, it's just so transparent. I have tweeted about this quite a lot that um, in this say the trans rights thing, they one of the things they'll call it white feminism. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you are ignoring all of the amazing voices of women from every region, every race, every culture, all around the world. Mm-hmm. It's not my problem that you're ignoring them. They are speaking up. The only thing we have in common is that we are female and we care about our rights. Yep. We come from all different places. Um, it's the amount of times that I will see somebody um, with like Black Lives Matter in their bio and then they're telling a black woman to shut up. Oh, yeah. To oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Standard. <laughs> The only people who say that to black women have black lives matter in their thing. So I'm like, this is none of this is about actual treating people better or finding equality for everyone. It's thought control. Yeah. yeah. It's complete it authoritarian. It's absolute. I, I just, it's, it, I'm at the point with it all. I'm like, if you can't see it. Yeah. Either you don't want to see it. Yeah. But it, would it be fair to say, though, I mean, it, I think it, it took you a while to see it, right? Because I think a lot of times people don't see yes. it until it until it affects them directly. And then, yes, it, yes. And, then the, and then the dominoes fall really quickly. And it's like, oh, OK, this is not <laughs> this yes. is not what they claim. I would say in, in terms of like the say the gender stuff, the J.K. Rowling stuff last year, because that was international news, that was a huge game changer because like. No, you know, it was just front page news for yeah. so long. So everyone at this point kind of has a little bit of an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, because I, I, there, one of the things that is the most difficult to deal with when you are female is the women who are on the side of these activists mm-hmm. who will call women turfs, mm-hmm. who will say that trans women. women. I, like, I had, um, I was invited on a feminist podcast late last year because. It had been planned for months, and then the night before, she <laughs> was doing some research on me and went, mm, "Hang on." Yeah. <laughs> Asked if I thought trans women were women, and I said, "Like, I have total respect for trans women, but Beagle is a platform for females, biological women." Yeah. And um, and she said, "Like, can't talk to you." And I'm like, mm. "It's hard not to get angry at that, but at the same time, I try to think of it like through." I try to think of it as logically and rationally as possible. I think that like men and women are coming from this differently. We have different experiences in the world. Men and women are different. This shouldn't be controversial to say. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we're supposed to simultaneously believe that we're we're different, but we're also the same, and that we're totally interchangeable, and that you can just switch between one and the other if you feel like it. 
And yeah. like, we're, me- we're meant to believe all of these things simultaneously, which there's no logical way that they can all be true simultaneously. Sure. And like, so it's weird. Remember like, like 20 years ago, like if a stand-up comedian would talk about like the differences between men and women, you'd like eye roll and like, oh, this hack. And now <laughs> if a comedian went out there and said that, you'd be like, oh my God, this is the most controversial person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, what... I'm kind of curious. I mean, do you, are you someone who calls yourself a feminist? So I'm having a bit of a journey with this stuff at the moment for the sole mm. reason, like short answer is yes. Okay. However, I'm at, I'm a little bit right now being like, I just hate labels. I yeah. think we've gone too far with labels. It, it, labels aren't helping anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like, for example, when like in the last year, when I like in all of my reading and educating myself, myself like say a lot of like the radical feminism stuff which is root feminism just original feminism like really think in terms of branding the word radical it could be helped if that was dropped but feminism has a lot of branding issues i'll say that i mean (laughs) it does (laughs) it does women at this point know that no matter what we do there's a lot of people be fans of us so it really doesn't matter um so i said i would defend it in that respect but yeah i don't you know, I also I don't think it's healthy if you are uh, if you just align yourself to one philosophy or one one ideology, as it were, um, or any one like any theories of thoughts. You should always be thinking for yourself. So there are some times where, say, you know, I'm not going to agree with someone just because they're a woman or just because they're a feminist. Yeah. There's nothing in feminism that says that all women have to agree. Mm-hmm. In fact, back when we weren't allowed to have opinions, oh, so now there's now there's now there sort of is. Now there yeah, sort well, of is. It's an orthodoxy. We probably, we probably all got along much better when all we talked about was the weather and who we were going to marry. <laughs> like, what was there to disagree on? Now we can, you know, the whole point of feminism is to have your own opinions and be able to have a voice. So I have no problem if I'm having a discussion or an argument mm-hmm. with another man. I just don't like it if someone is bringing ideology or feelings to a facts fight because sure. then it's like, well, there's no point. Yeah. Um, and you engage with that. But yeah, so when it, so yeah, I will defend like the word feminist and feminism mm-hmm. to the ground because the the crap that people give to that is rooted in misogyny. Oh, like, I don't, oh, strong disagree, strong disagree. Oh, tell me why. Strong I'm, disagree, okay. strong disagree. I think conflating criticism of feminism with misogyny is way off. Um, look, even this whole discussion that we're having, I would say that, so- it's funny because even if you are looking at so there's this uh, there's clearly this split between what people call liberal feminism and yeah. gender critical or radical feminism, right? In fact, they're they're opposites because they're the the very basis of the word woman is not even agreed upon, right? So if someone is <laughs> right, like like which that's like the most core fundamental yeah, it, thing. So it's actually, really simple to actually like work through that. Um, mm. Liberal feminism isn't feminism. It just isn't. I, they're allowed to think whatever they want. Like, if you want to think men mm. are men and women, you can. It's just, sure. it's just not feminism. But the truth <laughs> is, the reality is, I understand what you're saying, but the reality yeah. is, in 2021, liberal feminism is the dominant type of feminism. If someone mm-hmm. calls themselves a feminist, if someone hears yeah, the word feminist or feminism, and do what that? Guys say. they're all cute and adorable and hot and half naked. Of course, it's popular. <laughs> That that's why um that's why even with the whole sports thing right with the whole sports issue people blame it on feminism 
right? People say, look, this is the feminist did this. The feminist let this, the pe- feminist let, I blame a lot of stuff on feminism, but that's a different <laughs> con- <laughs> We can talk about that one later, Sal. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I've been of the opinion for many, many years that that word is sullied and cannot be reclaimed. Uh, I, that's my that's my view. I, I think it's, I don't know, like, I, I think, you know, the first two waves kind of did what they were supposed to. But in the modern understanding of it, it's just, it's gone, I think. Well, I, look, I mean, like the first and second wave feminism. Feminists did amazing stuff. But, I mean, if it was all cured, we wouldn't be sitting here trying to work out what the hell a woman is, would we? Yeah, but, so the, people you, but, the, people, but the people who you're fighting against on that call themselves feminists. This is the thing. Oh, but totally. I mean, they call mm. themselves activists as well. And we've already established that they're not. So I, I anyone, know, I know. I mean, any, anyone can give themselves whatever title that they want. That's, That's literally true. the problem. <laughs> like, sure, sure. You can call yourself a feminist all you want. You doesn't yeah. make any more than wearing a dress makes you okay let, let, in your opinion what what does feminism mean or what does it mean to be a feminist okay so it's at its basic core the equalities of the sexes where you're not going to be oppressed based on political social or economic needs right mm-hmm. that's the most basic thing like dictionary definition of feminism so what's the difference um, between that and just an equalist or a decent person because i say this to people all the time is that when like so Feminism is just in relation to women. So it's just for females. So if there is something out there, say, we're, we're dealing, say, with like femi- um, female genital mutilation, mm-hmm. like that's a, because we're just talking, it's strictly about females. So it's going to be a feminist issue. Okay. But because people like don't, because people don't even agree on that. That's the, that's kind of my point, right? So some people say feminism <laughs> is just for females and others say it just yeah. simply means believing in equality yes. of the sexes. And I'm like, well, yes. which one? Because those are, it can't be both. Yeah, I mean, but we could say the sky is blue and someone's going to say it's green. So, like... Yeah, carry on, anyway. <laughs> um, but then, so then, um, what were we saying? So, what feminism is. Oh, yeah. So then, you like, you have, like, these people, like, sort of, like, I'm not, like, I don't like the man hating or anything like that. Again, there's sort of, in my experience with feminism, never been anything like that like god i don't hate men yet i mean sometimes i'm like you're gonna have to kill me <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous how forgiving can i be yeah uh, yeah but like I, I will say i was raised quite gender blind mm. i was raised like my dad was very very has always been very very influential in, in my upbringing and like what books i should read I mean, my dad had been reading animal farm when i was like 11 and i was just, <laughs> I, I literally i was just like it's just like talking animals on a farm. Um, but so he always told me to think and ask questions. And there was never this idea that I couldn't do something. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Hollywood and I'd already, I'd been in university for a while and there was a bit of like crap there, but nothing really. And I was just sort of like, oh, you just stuck at university. It doesn't yeah. even matter. It's not the real world. So it actually took me a little while to work out in Hollywood what was actually happening. Mm. It's for I, like, and then I sort of blamed myself. I was like, oh, my God, was the dress I was wearing too short or something? But actually, most times I got assaulted, I was wearing jeans. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't it never a situation of what I was wearing. But so, um, yeah, like, so being raised, like, sort of, I was never thinking that I could, that I couldn't do anything or that, um, that being a woman was like a hindrance in any way. I'm mm-hmm. not, I've never been someone who throws the word misogynist out 
I've thrown it out more in the last year than I have in the rest of my life because yeah. it's there. Yeah, like yeah. there's some things where you go, that is what it is. Mm-hmm, like I mm-hmm. don't, they don't hit with me, blah, blah, blah. But then like this, this current thing about like, cause we're not having discussions right now about the word man. We're just not. Mm-hmm. We're having everything about language. It's all women's language. It is. Um, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you that this is the real misogyny. Yes. Right. You so, know, I, I get, I've had people who call me a misogynist. Right. And I'm like, no, <laughs> right. No, it, I'm like, this is, I don't, you know, but pe- people, people tend to project. Right. So whatever I, they are. 100%. And it is because like, for example, when I told some people that I was coming on here, like, and I put it on Twitter and there were some women who were like, why do you love Zubu? <laughs> And the thing that was brought up was always because, okay, so you and I have very, very different opinions on abortion rights. Okay. Now, I was trying to say to people, and I always say this, if you're, if you're like against abortion, that doesn't make you a misogynist. Everyone is entitled to have their opinions on these sorts of things. There are many women who are against it. Mm-hmm. The only time I'm going to have a problem with it is if they're forcing their opinions on me. But everybody can have their own way of living their life and their own choices in that respect. So I would never say that is like misog- that's not misogynist. It's it's not. It's it's a it's a it's a cheap tactic. It's the same way that people want to call you transphobic. It's the exact same thing, right? It's yes. it's the it's this idea that oh, the only way you can hold that view is because you hate those people. It's like what? Like no, right? It's they got called like in the same thing. It was like I'm, tra- you're, I'm transphobic. I'm a transphobic, racist, and bad of grammar. Like I can spell. Thank you, Sarah. You can spell. <laughs> you're like the other two. Like <laughs> I'll give you the other two, but I can spell. <laughs> yeah, you know, people just these days. It, it's it's just a tactic, right? People just throw out isms and phobias so that they don't actually have to have a conversation, right? If they can just label you this thing, then. The conversation, you know, is over and it, it works on a lot of people. It doesn't work on me. People I've been called, I've been called everything from a, a, a white supremacist to, uh, I don't know, like, no, right. Which <laughs> I, I've, I've been labeled the most stupid things in the world. And it doesn't work on me because I'm just like, look, if you want to have a conversation, if you don't want to have a conversation, cool. Yeah. Like, I don't need to have every debate in the world. If you want to have like an actual debate and not just be like calling each other's phobias and isms then we can we can have those discussions and you know understand yes. each other's perspectives maybe we still won't agree but you'll at least know where i'm coming from cuz look the truth is very few people's beliefs are motivated by hatred yeah. <laughs> let alone hatred of a specific group Completely. right so they just are, like they are coming from the right place and are doing the right yeah, thing right like i you know you 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 brought up the abortion issue we don't need to go deep on that right but i could very easily say that anyone anyone who is Right. Anyone who's so-called pro-choice, I could be like, well, you you hate babies. You hate babies. You want to kill babies. Just like people who are, you know, as they'll say to people who are pro-life, they'll be like, oh, you hate women. And I'm like, this is like this is a two year old. This is a two year old version of this whole discussion and debate. Like if you cannot comprehend why someone may hold either of these positions beyond they hate a certain group of human beings then you're really not that smart. 
Totally. I mean, there's, but there's different ways, like how what like plays out in life as well. Like, so for example, as I was saying before, like I have no problem with someone being pro-life, mm-hmm. I, like just such a, I'm not anti-life. Like I'm just, and I'm not anti-choice. It's, it's, it's yeah. a dumb, it's a dumb yeah. framing. It's a dishonest it's, framing. It's a dumb, dumb framing. But then at the same time, I would never have a relationship with somebody who was against abortion because that would that's be a hairiest situation. That's, because, that's, that's fair. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm the other, I'm the other end. Right. And that's, yeah, totally. that's so fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Right. And so, you know, like, we, like that's, that's a, that's a whole deep conversation. I'd be, I'd be happy to have it with you at some point, actually, because I think it would be quite interesting. Um, but coming back to what we were talking about with Giggle, though. So yeah. I know when you reached out to me, actually, before we did this podcast, you were saying that you were receiving all sorts of abuse online. I even saw some people sent you, sent you death threats on Twitter and all of this. So what's, What's going on with all that? Where's that coming from? It's coming from, it, I don't think I've ever been sent a death threat by a trans person. I don't think so. And mm-hmm. there's all men. There's mm-hmm. so many men in this trans rights thing, yep. movement, whatever it is, yep. who are just dudes. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's constantly going, like, these guys don't care about trans rights. No. At all. The no. people who actually care, this is the craziest part the trans exclusionary radical feminists we're like be who you want to be we want you to be safe we would like to create a third space we would like to help in this way Uh for the bigots Uh um these guys who pretend to be on the side of trans people no they're just using it as an excuse to attack women and get away with it and called heroes like Uh every it's currently happening like one or two a week of these quite well-known Twitter guys are just having absolute nervous breakdowns over this. Yep. And and just, I've never seen anything like it. Like, we'll just be like, I don't care about my career. I don't care if I ever work again. Trans people deserve rights. And it's like, we agree it, on that. You know, but, yeah. life. This, is, this is something that happens a lot, right? Which is where it's this straw manning, right? Where yeah. people are people are arguing against something that no one is arguing the opposite. Right. You see this with you're seeing this with this whole trans thing. Right. You're saying people are there like trans people should have rights. Trans people are human beings. I'm like, I've never heard anybody of anywhere on the political spectrum say that trans people are not human beings or that trans people should not have fair and equal rights under the law. It's like that's not even the conversation. Right. Nobody is out there arguing that black lives don't matter. Right. So people are there like, yeah, but black lives matter. I'm like, I'm like, do you think I didn't know that? Right. Do you, do you do you think like my whole life, right, my whole family, like I've never it wasn't until 2020 that I suddenly. Re- oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, white liberal on Twitter for telling me that my life. Like that. Like, I didn't know. I was not aware before this, you know, like, thanks for the hashtag. Thanks for the black square on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you. The whole thing. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like what's wrong with people? Like, can we just yeah. have like the actual discussion rather than just setting up this ridiculous hyperbolic straw man? And arguing against something that everyone already agrees on. No one is saying like, oh, yeah, I want this well, whole it, demographic to be. It is also the thing. Trans people have rights. They already exist. They're already there. They're already there. Yeah. The only rights they don't have overall is rights to women's spaces. <laughs> Crush you in and- your sports. They're <laughs> <laughs> working on that one. It comes down to it. That's what the fight yeah. is over. And to say it's not, you're going to have to prove what rights trans mm. people don't have. Because, yeah. like, if I was to say, like, so for example, like I've had I've had Owen Jones come after me. I've had um, 
like Guardian journalists here in Australia come after me. Owen Jones was actually really interesting because I've actually blocked him since in life. Is oh, wow. okay. Well, he's blocked everyone else. So. <laughs> oh, well, I, yeah, I got to him first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I didn't block him for such a long time because, you know, you want to hear what they're saying and everything. Yeah, and yeah. got to the point where I'm like, you're saying the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. just, you're a parrot at this point. So, but he had written a tweet or something along the lines of, because it was about COVID and saying like journalists should not print any misinformation about vaccines um, and then not experience repercussions or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you. And so I just retweeted it saying journalists should not say anything, any false information about women who are fighting for women's rights, mm-hmm. without repercussions of the misogyny that that's creating. Mm-hmm. And then he retweeted me. Of course. Anti-trans. And I was like, well, you just proved my point. Yep. Yep. It's, a, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's did what I told you not to do. Look, th- there have never been, where we are right now in the world, there have never been so many easy opportunities for, I'm going to just straight up say, low status, weak people, whether they're <laughs> men or they're women, to mm-hmm. virtue signal and pretend that they're some kind of hero or warrior or whatever by actually being misogynistic, racist, yeah. all, the, all the isms that they want to throw at other people, right? So mm-hmm. the audacity of this little dweeby, dweeby guy to, <laughs> you know, straight up, like he's, yeah. you know, the beta male archetype, right? To yeah. like actually, okay, I'm going to start harassing or insulting women under yeah. the guise that I'm the good guy because I'm yeah. pretending to support men who are I claiming to be women it, like it, my yeah. my my brain just kind of goes like what is going on? <laughs> and it, and it, my 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 mind also blows my mind also blows Sal because this is so unique to the western world right so oh, i'm right so yes what's that it's the ultimate privilege if we want to live it, in it's this so strange world this is this is people creating problems. It is. It is. We could be solving so many things that really need solving and being focused on right now. Yeah. Talking about whether women can have penises. It's so bizarre to me because I, I I don't know if you know like I grew up in Saudi Arabia, right? I lived in Saudi Arabia for two decades, and my fa- and my family background is from Nigeria, right? And in either of these countries, Just like we are from Nigeria, these people. Oh, nice. I was going to say, like, in either of these countries, like, even having the, like, I wouldn't even be able to explain this conversation. They'd be like, what are you even, what are you (laughs) talking, right? They're just like, what are you even talking about? If if I show them my my deadlift record tweet, which went viral, they'll just look at it and be like, I don't get it. Like, I had a trans rights activist one time tell me, they were like, did you know that trans people don't even have rights in Saudi Arabia? And I was like, do you know who else doesn't have rights in Saudi Arabia? Most people. (laughs) People have rights. Yeah. People currently have way more rights in Saudi Arabia than they do here. I'll tell you that. Well, <laughs> you can leave your house without government. Well, women can't. I mean, let's put it into perspective. <laughs> okay. in Saudi Arabia is actually. I, I left there in two thousand and eight, and actually, um, I had a guy from Saudi on my podcast last year, which was really interesting. I've got lo- lots of Saudi women who follow me on Twitter as well, so I'm quite keen to get one of them on the podcast. But it's changed a lot. It seems like it's changed a lot since um, over the. When was that? Like last 12 13 years so yeah. actually i'm kind of interested now that i mean now you can actually go and visit right they have tourist visas now so when the world starts going back to normal actually i'm quite curious to go back to saudi and sort of see see what the situation 
is like over there now? Because I know what it was like when I was growing up throughout the the nineties and the thousands. Um, and yeah, there, there've been a, there've been a lot of dramatic shifts. There have been a lot of dramatic shifts. Oh, definitely. So. I mean, but you're still like, you know, I sort of follow all of these different women who still get put in prison because mm-hmm. of like, women's rights and things like this. And well, they're going to start doing that to you too in Australia. So careful. Oh, like, I mean, <laughs> I, so crazy. Like I, because I went on Sky News, like what, two weeks ago now. Mm. Then I like I had all these people mocking me because you know so now I'm apparently right wing and I'm like no I would happily talk I'll talk to I mean first of all I talk to anyone I talk to the devil yeah. himself he asked because I'm just that's just who I am but yeah. I'm also like if the liberal media won't speak to me and they mm-hmm. won't they yeah. Yeah, ignore it yeah. who am I going to speak to because mm-hmm. like there's this is they are ushering this stuff into Australia they are so secretly changing our laws yep. which is so insulting because. Gay marriage has only been legal for a few years in Australia, and it had to go to like what's called a plebiscite, which is mm-hmm. this ridiculous referendum thing. Whole country involved, special vote for it. It was so offensive mm-hmm. um, that it had to. At that point, I think it was like 2016, 17 when it came through. Like in that day and age, that, that's the length that it had to go to. But it's democracy. That's what happened. But they are just putting gender stuff into laws without one knowing about it. Yep. And then you sound like you're wearing a tinfoil hat if you start talking about it or you're immediately a transphobe. And so at mm-hmm. this point, I don't care about being called a transphobe. Yeah. yeah transphobe, you, you, the definition you, is just yeah. someone who acknowledges biology. Yeah, you, you have to be able – the truth is – and again, it takes. It, I wish it didn't take people so long to realize this, but you have to be able to just shrug off and dismiss – the labels because it, it's all tactics like as soon as you start as soon as you start defending yourself and having to say oh no like i'm not i'm it, it you're now on the back foot and they're just going to come at you harder you've just got to be able to be like do you think because i think there are quite a few like there some there's some like say journalists who are really in the thick of this and i don't yeah. like they don't have a soul but then there's others who i could completely understand if they could be sitting there going like oh whoops big mistake this is all nonsense but hell no, I'm not speaking up about it. I don't want to deal with this. Yep. Deal with the backlash. Mm-hmm. And so when you create that, like people are too scared to tell the truth. Yep. Yeah. What does it leave you? That's what I think now anybody who is in a position where they can speak up, mm-hmm. you have an obligation to. I'm with you. I'm like with you. no, because like it's, it's been going along this long because people will like, we're basically letting everyone get away with it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're jumping the shark now. Yep. I just think that if you are honestly going to say to a woman who has just spent 60 hours pushing out a baby, mm-hmm. you're not a mother and you're not breastfeeding your chest for you. Yep. That's where we are. And it's just yep. the stupidest. It's not like, I don't ever like using offended because I don't, I, I don't care if someone's offended. But it it's is genuinely very, offensive. It's insulting. It's gen- it's genuinely it's genuinely insulting. Um, yeah. And look, I I, sa- I said this back. I think I said this back in 2018 or 2019. But I said the next decade is going to be the decade of weird alliances. And funnily enough, one of the yeah. alliances, I, one of the alliances I saw was that, like, I don't know, the the people who call themselves like radical or gender critical feminists like they I'm, I I said it. I literally said this I said they are going to have to align with those conservatives and so called right wingers that they have been you know talking all this stuff about for years because yeah, this particular issue 
is mm. going to bring it to a head. It's a bit like how, um, you know, sane religious people are aligning with sane atheists to yes. tackle to tackle like the whole woke ideology thing, right? 100%. Because, yeah. Like, um, but that's the whole thing with the LGB alliance, which is current, always getting called a hate group, which is why Oz had his breakdown last mm. week. Um, and because, and, but literally they have tweeted and, and done articles and spoken so many times that there was like a Christian sort of right wing group that they had to align themselves with yep. because it was a strategic alliance. And they're, and they're right. <laughs> like they're yeah. both right. Like we're, yeah. I'm, I'm always kind of like, look, people can have opinions, yes, but we need to be able, unless we want society to go to hell. We need to be able to agree on facts, right? If if we start getting to the state, like some people are like, why is this conversation even important? Like, who cares? Whatever. And I'm like, look, if they can force millions and millions of people, again, this is the second order and third order thinking, right? It's if you can, if you can force millions of people to accept what is clearly false, right? Yeah. It's just not true, right? If you can, if you can get half a million people to believe that the sky actually is yellow, just by the fact that we can all see it's blue, but yes, if if you can force people or coerce them to believe it's yellow, then everything or or to believe that two plus two equals five, then society society's lost, right? Because if if you can get people to just accept that lie and all go along with the lie for long enough, it's it, I mean it's, it's propaganda, right? It's brainwashing. Then we're done because we we can't even have conversations, right? If if you can, if I believe two plus two equals four, and you believe two plus two equals five. We can't do mathematics, right? And all the calculations are now broken, right? If yeah. we can't just accept, okay, this is a man. Guy, like it's like apocalyptic stuff. Like, yeah, there's society cannot <laughs> no. like, exist. That's why, like, the language stuff is important. Yes. And like, I used to because we have agreed upon language, like a civilized society. Like, I used to be very polite about the pronoun stuff, and I feel I feel bad towards. I do for the really amazing trans people who I do love and respect, but I sort of had to like, I will sometimes like use the, their preferred pronouns. And in person, mm -hmm. I would always call someone like their name or whatever they want to be called by that. Yeah. Totally fine. But I do think that with this pronoun thing, that was the very, very beginning of language having different things. Cause we've gone Thin from edge of the wedge. Yeah. We've gone mm -hmm. from calling a, it's innocent and it's fine to call a he, a she and to, you know, I, like I'm, there are articles about like endometriosis and it's for vagina owners. And yeah. I, 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 when I was on Sky News, I, I did this thing. I was like, I, I really, I genuinely want to ask all of these people who are ushering this stuff in, would you go home to your daughter and say, you're not going to grow up to be a strong, independent woman. Mm -hmm. You're going to grow up to be a strong, independent vagina owner. And mm -hmm. this is all in the name of inclusivity. It's yep. nonsense. If you had told me even like, if you told me 18 months ago that the biggest controversy of Giggle was that I would be that men, but women with penises aren't welcome. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I would have thought you were crazy. I actually, because in Giggle support, we do have an abortion category. I always thought that, that was going to be the most controversial thing. Mm -hmm. How naive am I? No one's ever mentioned it. Like, it's just because people, women need to connect about that. Sort of These are the issues why we need to have spaces where we can talk. There's a lot of different issues that women have. I'm all for men having their own spaces as well. I think it'd be really, really healthy. 
the only reason they ever got a bad reputation is because once upon a time it was where all the decisions were being made. Mm-hmm. So if we keep the decision-making parts of the world, we keep like this colorful world that we live in and we all coexist in, it's really nice to just have little refuges to go to. Yeah. Well, the reality is, look, if, if there was a if there was a male equivalent of giggle, it would also get attacked and it would also get called misogynistic and it would Sometimes get called this and that. It's called What's 4chan. That? Sometimes I think it already exists. Uh, yeah, but women can use 4chan. There's no rule against women yeah, using 4chan. Yeah, it's, it's, really just, it's just male dominated. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of male dominated space. I'm just, I'm just being real. Like if I made an app that was specifically for women and then it's going to get it's going to get backlash. And again, it's going to get backlash from people who label themselves <laughs> as feminists, ironically. You know, like, but I would say every single word, because I've been, I would post this question quite a lot, that the people try and do it to me as like a gotcha. And I'm like, no, yeah. I'm all for it. I, yeah. So many of the radical feminists who are on my side, they mm-hmm. say the same thing. I've actually never heard one say we're against it. I think yeah. it would be very healthy if men were getting together to connect and talk. This is like humanity where like and keeping that going. It's we are. Really- I'm actually running late for the yes. I'm actually running late for my weekly patriarchy meeting as we speak. <laughs> Gonna plan on how to put the boot down on women. <laughs> <laughs> we always have like, which are you taught this stuff? Like which way because <laughs> both are terrifying but we need to know. The, the term the patriarchy does always does always crack me up because uh, some the ways the way some people talk about it it, it does seem like all, all all these like millions or billions of men like we're just we're just meeting like okay st- sitting around this table like <laughs> what are, what are those broads up to right now like how are we gonna <laughs> but this is also the thing is that when like you're in this like absolutely crazy time that you're in now where you have to use these otherwise ridiculous terms like the patriarchy yeah. and when you have to use them in a serious way and say them with a straight face and you're like yeah. i really wish we didn't have to speak like this yeah. if we could just agree on basic facts we could we could move on we should be so far past all of this than what we are that's true and and look the reality is the reality is that most people actually are most people actually are yeah. with with all of these issues race gender lgbt stuff whatever like in the modern western world majority of people majority of people are just decent they want to get on with life like they're pretty chill they're pretty they're okay. actually like we actually live in a hyper tolerant society funnily enough i think that's one of the weaknesses all right i think that's actually been subverted because i think our society is so tolerant and liberal over here that something that is more authoritarian and less tolerant can always yeah. subvert it can always subvert it, right? It doesn't matter if it comes from ideology or from more fundamentalist, uh, you know, religion potentially, or it comes from this. It's it's just it's a weak underbelly. I think that's the sort of, I think that's the sort of long term weakness of liberalism, right? Because if it's like okay, well, we have to kind of like accept and tolerate kind of everything, then people can kind of take that weapon. And now swing it at you and and then start to shut you out. I think that's why this whole, you know, whether it's the the, the TR, the, the trans rights activist stuff or like, again, you mm-hmm. know, like this whole woke movement and whatever and this cancel culture, it's why it's effective because it strikes at that weak point because you don't want to kind of do it back, right? Like if you actually value liberalism, yes. you don't want to then be like, okay, well, we're going to we're going to cancel you because it's like, no, we need to hear all ideas, you know? Yeah, but it's what I was saying sort of at the very beginning that men and women are different. And I think that in this particular thing, they come into it from really mm. different ways. Like, for example, like why I'm more empathetic to women 
who are wrapped up in this and saying that men are women and blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're getting harder. Is, well, if I was starting a movement like this, the first thing I would do, if I was like some, whoever the evil genius is behind it, it's like Dr. Evil. <laughs> I would get some women on my side. That's the best thing to do. So I just think that, like, and women also, if you can, like, if you can get women to sort of back this and use that sort of like the, the, the nurturing side of women to yes. your advantage. Um, also, like I, I see some in some of the situations, and I never want to sound condescending because obviously women are, you know, their own people and everything. So never like misinterpret what I'm saying, but I think that there are some where they're in a bit of an abusive relationship with this. Mm, mm. That's I true. I, th- I think also, um, I mean, this is this is a fact. They've done studies on this, which is generally women also care more about political correctness than men do on average. I'm so. so but yeah. yeah, yeah. On average, women care a lot more about being politically correct. So so I think that and then also realistically, you know, if you want to talk about like actual misogyny is I think that people just in general, like you were talking about, you know, these people sending you these things online or whatever, yeah. is I think that or even your experience in Hollywood, right, is I think that people do see there are people who just do see like people who are predatory, like in any sense they do see tend to see women as kind of like an, an easier target, right? It's easier to bully yes, but a woman also, than it might be a, to, a, to a man. Yes, but it's also what men are promised is different from what mm. women are promised. Say in Hollywood, for example, men, yeah. the image of a man being successful, whether he's a successful agent, producer, director, actor, whatever, mm. what does he promise? Beautiful women. Yeah. He's love women. It doesn't matter anything else about him. He mm-hmm. can just be hideous if he's going to be. <laughs> it's true. What, it's true. He's surrounded by supermodels. Yep. What a woman promised, like what an extra cat to live with. Like what what was I working towards? Utter yeah. loneliness and bitterness apparently was all I was ever going to get. Mm. So we our motivations then for doing things can often be very different. And I would deal with men in Hollywood with this all the time where I could tell like they like especially like when we were sort of in our late mid late twenties. And that they were like I had lots of guys that I knew who, you know, they were graduating from being um, agents assistants to being agents and being executives and things and they're just like oh so much closer to the goal like finally these hot girls are going to start dating me yep um i've always had this thing with stuff like that like and i was used to debate men about it all the time because they would always say about women in hollywood that they're just like superficial and gold diggers and whatever and i was like okay like, even take that to be true mm-hmm. for men to be found attractive um they just have to be successful by their own admission. That's what a lot of Status. men say, like, I really want, yeah, mm-hmm. which is essentially attainable for most people. Okay, yeah, I've got to find the fountain of youth somehow. I have to somehow stay 26 forever. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, oh gosh, this is this is going to open a whole nother can of worms. So I'm going <laughs> to, we, we won't, we won't go into this one. We won't go into this one yet. But, um, <laughs> different things it's just i I really think like at the end of the day we are promised different things and so like i think it's very clear like when i see at the moment say with what is this huge attack on women right now i can understand and i have some empathy for women who are on the other side of it right now who sort of Mm. like in battle for the for for the enemy i get it Like, survival tactic yeah i know yeah, I get it's it. It's, like, it is cow- it's cowardly huh? let's say let's say let's call it what it is it, it's, well, it's there's getting, a lot of cowardice 
it's definitely getting closer to the point where you can't deny that. Like I've had, yeah. there's a woman in Australia, she's like the executive something of change.org here. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just horrible constantly calling women TERFs and yeah. all this stuff. And like I had, because I had a guy who had blocked him because he was abusing me. Then he came out with a different account where he basically had videos of himself masturbating on it. And then you've got these other women, like, yeah, it was so disgusting. And then women like I mean, this particular woman, she was like justifying it. And I like contacted like the publication where he's been writing at, just being like, like, look, I'm against cancel culture, but this is happening. I think this really does cross the line. Yeah. Um, and like justifying it, going like, oh, well, it's, it's this thing because, oh, but you're trans exclusionary. Yeah, it's really so, bizarre. You deserve the sexual harassment and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. This is yeah. very much normalizing a very dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. I have do have a bit of a theory that the, some of the men that are involved in this and supporting it, um, it's punishment for me too. We went interesting, too interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it started. I think it started before me too. It started. Well, I don't think I know. It started way before me too. I think there's. I think it's deeper yeah, than but, that. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. But I think, especially in the last few years the leverage mm-hmm. that it's gotten how much it's just like because i th- i feel like it's escalating every day it is it is and so i i just think that the momentum that it got the the how like sort of the acceleration mm. there's a lot of i think there's some powerful men out there that went okie dokie yeah you know, it, it, it's it's possible I'm, look the, the reality with a lot of these things that affect our society is you know there are sort of certain things and decisions that I truly believe are kind of made at a very high level. And those people know what they're doing, right? They're malicious. They know what they're doing. They know how they're manipulating and propagandizing people. But then once people kind of buy into it, then they're just useful idiots, right? They're, they're, they're just, they're just running along kind of doing the damage without even knowing the source of what they're saying, right? So even people who are on board with this gender ideology stuff, Right. Mm-hmm. They probably don't know who Judith Butler is. They probably don't know who John Money is. Right. They don't even know where these they don't know who, you know, Foucault and Derrida is. They don't even know the source of the stuff that they are talking about. Right. It is and, weird that it's like a cult with no specific leader right now. It would be better if there was one person. <laughs> Just one person. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are people, there are architects, but the architects are, are no longer definitely with us. They're yeah. definitely like, and I, there's just, I, I one of the things as well, people, the voices that I think are really important that really need to be elevated more of this right now are the voices of the detransitioning women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have completely ignored, but they have so much information. Yeah, it they know the narrative. Yeah, but they know this world. They they were in, they, they, they got into this through Tumblr. They know all of the ideology back the front. They know the mm-hmm. dynamics of how everything works. They've gone through the hormones. They've gone through the process. They're coming out of that now. And they know how they like how they've been treated, how they've been completely abandoned by this community. Yeah. And I think that we should you should you should bring a detransitioner onto the podcast because they do have really amazing things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, I'd, be, I'd be happy to. You know, like I'm. Hey, it's it's real talk with Zuby. That's I try, yeah. I try to I try to do what I say on the tin. You know, agree, disagree, alternate perspectives. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the point of the whole thing. But Sal, yeah. I know um, I, I've this is one of those episodes where I feel like, man, we could we could go into so many things and talk for so long. And I'd love to have you back on in the future. 
Um, but we're going to have to wrap up this episode mm-hmm. fairly shortly. So where can people find you online if they want to check you out and find out what you're doing? Okay, so I'm on Twitter at, at SalTweets, two L's. Um, and I actually, just before I, if I looked distant just before, it's because I had somebody just shaking at me, but um, the Giggle talk just went live on Android. So if anyone watching can now download um, the Android version, it's been 24 hours waiting for that. So that's very exciting. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm only on um, Twitter and then Giggle, spelled Giggle, um, is available on iOS and Android, so App Store and Google Play to download it. You know what? Like, so we have security in place to make sure it stays female only. It works. We have human beings that monitor it 24-7. It would be really nice if men just went, hey, it's not for me, and just ignored it. (laughs) I grab my phone and start creating it. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get on there, but then we have, like, (laughs) abusive reviews and all this stuff, and I'm just like, look, I have managed to exist in a world with Grinder for many, many years now. I accept that Grinder is not for me. <laughs> I go about. I go to places where, where they are for me. So, yeah. like, it's because we get some criticism as well, like from the from the male community um, that we have gatekeeping on Google. And it's like, well, yeah, if you guys just respected female spaces and just went, there's oh, no, there's, and there's, the past, yeah. fine. I was going to say, there's no such thing as the male community. There's just, there's males, there's females, there's no male community. It sort of suggests like we're all, we're all like connected to each other in some network or something. It's like, sometimes uh, I want those of you. <laughs> Sal Grover, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. And um, yeah, I wish you, I wish you good luck. I wish you good luck with the app. Um, I think this is an important conversation. We've touched on a lot of important stuff. And uh, yeah, I wish you, I wish you strength to uh, continue with uh, all the all the backlash and stuff you're getting, but um, you know you'll get through it. Yeah, thank you so much. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand. Stunt me, destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam. Put some respect on my name. Sick like a bang, click and I bang. Y'all gonna remember the name. Y'all gonna remember the name. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.